Driving down this world, driving down this road that we call life. And this was genuine. And it's always forgotten for friends like thee. When a boy meets world. That was, I sang sang that in Sims language. (laughs) And there was a Nako Pantio. And they're in a car, and that's the real opening. And anybody who says that what we just watched of the pilot opening is the real opening can S my D. I'm coming out guns a-blazing. Who am I mad at? Who aren't you mad at? You know what? That's what happens. Okay. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to Elyria. <laughs> we welcome welcome, welcome, welcome. This is 30 Going on 13, the podcast where me, Maddie Foley, and my co-host Olivia Collect chat about movies, TV shows, entertainment from our childhood and how they messed us up and all the bad lessons they taught us, but also and lovingly rip them apart but also we talk about the fun that we had watching them uh this week is this week's very special it's the one we're almost at our one year anniversary i have booked out the uh ritz carlton on wellington (laughs) (laughs) the whole thing i've booked it out i i ordered you a boutonniere well okay are we going for out for dinner to the Shore Club, or what are you thinking? Or mm, Kelsey's? Oh, Cactus Club. <gasps> Things will be actually open. Oh my God! Ooh, okay. Maybe maybe Old Spaghetti Factory, and we Lim- sit we sit in a little old streetcar. Limited uh, capacity of the Old Spaghetti Factory with a boutonniere sounds perfect to me. And then we go to the Ritz, where I have rented the entire thing, and we spend the <laughs> night just running around playing a little hide and seek oh i was gonna say ballroom is open we open it up we rent a dj we have a dance okay me but it's covid friendly so it's me you our partners the dogs (laughs) and then i don't know plus ones for everyone meredith can come oh meredith can come anyone who's listened to every episode can come Uh uh-huh oh wait i shouldn't actually don't come. It's not real. I did not <laughs> run through its Carlton Ballroom. Another really important milestone. It was my birthday. It was my birthday and Saturday where I turned 29. We're kind of actually like a little bit frauds. Do you think? Well, I don't know. I- I'm 31 mm-hmm. I- uh, enough, I guess, for the both of us but <laughs> uh it was my birthday i want to thank everyone for the birthday messages i also want to thank the three people who asked if i was the one who made the story of myself as danny zuko on the instagram <laughs> account <laughs> you know what i did have that thought when i was making it because i think you did one for me yeah and well, that log- had logically to, that like- <laughs> had occurred to me when it was my birthday that oh Lest people think that I I just curated this on my own and spoke in third person about Mm, it. Yeah, we did have three total, count them, three people reach out and say, (laughs) cute story you made of yourself on your podcast account. And I did say, I did say, I 
I actually surprisingly shockingly didn't make it but I did share it on my own story so same thing I'm a narcissist sue me I'm also coming at you hot off of a uh-oh hangover what the hell oh. who the hell am I who the hell am I? I'm oh, this is like pretty much staunchly a non-alcoholic pod. I know. Well, I was I was sober for almost a full year and a half. Just, you know, just. To- She's off the wagon, everybody. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was I was sober just for the sake of it. But I did. I am. I do casually drink like I'm not a big drinker. But on my birthday, I had a full blown bottle of Lola sparkling rosé. Whoa, she went buck wild. Drank it to myself like it was juice to a babe. And I did puke it up the next day. And turning 29, that was a really sort of nice juxtaposition, sort of feeling like I'm going backwards, (laughs) like I am a little high schooler, like wearing a backwards cap about it, like influencer maybe even on TikTok named Bryce or something, I feel is like who I associate (laughs) with more now. Uh, Sunglasses inside sort of deal. So, you know, you seem bummed. Are you oh, bummed at me? No. Are you mad I at would, me? I would never be bummed at you. Are you disappointed? I'm still no, paranoid you know from what? the hangover. No. Oh, my God. Oh, that's what it is. Because you did text me <laughs> saying, are you mad at me? Because oh, I think a few my of my messages had just not maybe had emojis <laughs> or I don't know. And if I I'm not getting, if I'm not getting, away. honestly, if I'm not getting an emoji every oof three or four messages, something's wrong. Well, I'm sorry. That was, that was my bad. No, you know what my problem is right what, now? What? Tell me. Be honest. Open up. And I'll only share one of them because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise we'd be here too long. Uh, we'd be no. here all night, love. <laughs> No, you know, okay, you know what's happening to me right now? Yeah. So I just took my weekly shower. Love. My big indulgence yeah. of the week. Um, you're doing the creams, I, you're doing the soaps. I know it you're is doing... Monday, but I'm starting the week <laughs> with the shower. And then the thing that I did to cap all of my treatments off was I stuck a bunch of those zit stickers. Patches, yeah. On my face. Rayel. Which you can't even really see them. No. I don't think. No. But I can feel them. Oh, do they feel I can kind of see them. Like CGI dots. (laughs) You know what I'm experiencing? (laughs) I would say it's kind of akin to like, oh, you've worked at Starbucks and like Booster Juice, so you'll get this. Mm -hmm. It's like when I've worked jobs with really embarrassing Mm -hmm. not even embarrassing but like Mm -hmm. any type of uniform i worked at silver silver silly (gasps) silver silly silver city silver sillies is for (laughs) is for men in their 50s and 60s to come do like a ball pit playground silver (laughs) silver sillies so i worked there for a very brief brief stint you were cast member that's what isn't that what they call you yes yes so, oh my god, I must have blocked might that. Might I out. might I say uh, as an actor who used to look for work on uh indeed.ca made uh-huh. no, absolutely no sense before I knew what the hell I was doing. I would see cast member and I would go, "Okay, sign me up, loving this." And then it would be for Cineplex and I'd be like, "Oh, that's not what I meant." <laughs> Catfished. Catfished um, by Cineplex. But anyway, so we had to wear a Silver City like polo shirt, branded polo shirt maybe even a visor like 
truly oh shit yeah i remember that i, remember I don't that remember if i had to wear that but if i did it's so buried deep and then you'd have to wear black dress pants so you'd go to like Ugh, smart yeah. set and buy yourself a pair of black yes. slacks yes yes, <laughs> and yes. they were like flared <laughs> and maybe even had a fucking crease down the middle yes i had these at booster juice because my manager would not let people wear other things but everyone else like sneakily wore lulus i was the only rule follower okay same with my goddamn slacks with a freaking crease line in the middle of the front of them and they were flood the best way they were the flood, flood. They were anytime. Well, they're I, always floods. If I walked outside with them for ten seconds, they're absolutely drenched in pavement water. Like they're always floods, bro. Well, these freaking jobs, these minimum wage jobs, they love to stick someone in a fucking black dress pant. To top it all off, you'd have to wear black non-slip shoes. Ugh. And like, oh Jesus Christ! If you're actually getting like the ones that are like um, medical grade, <laughs> I was literally about to say medical grade. No, what would be the word? Like, yeah, like factory like, grade. It, oh, like, like I could I could work like on industrial, the line that, like yes, hard industrial toe. Grade. <laughs> And like I'm sure I was wearing like walking on a cloud, like actual industrial oh, grade non-slips till I became like yes cool in my twenties, cool. and then yes, I'm getting yes, black yes. Vans. Oh, um, that's interesting because I still wore dress pants and fucking industrial grades to my 26 year old, 27 year old Starbucks stint, <laughs> and and the like the child, the all the 18 year olds there were like, oh my god, like you don't have to wear that. And I was like, well, I already bought them. Well, it says so, in the manual that you are. Our um, manager told us we had to on day one. When you have to wear something like that at a job, you, would the word be dissociate? <laughs> yeah. Like I literally have to become a different person yeah. in order to get through it. In order to like once the autopilot, is once what that I'll call u- it uniform is on my body, any personality I have, is oh, gone. it's like a cat with a hat on or something when they freeze up, <laughs> yes. or like a dog when you put it in a sweater and it doesn't know what to do. <laughs> like I instantly turn into Charlie Brown and I have to just go on autopilot and get through the shift. Anyway. I'm similarly having the same experience with oh, these with dots. Your, your cat in the hat. Yeah. Your I dog just, in boots. It, it stopped me in my tracks and I, I'm just, I don't feel myself. Long story short, that's why. <laughs> okay. Well, lo- well, well, long story short, uh, you know, what's even sadder than wearing those black pants and industrial grade black shoes to a part-time job that you're embarrassed by, shamed by, hate, like cry, cry, cry every day is going to Walmart to pick them out with your mom at 26 oh, you're years old. You're always going. No, no, you're always going with I'm your always mom for with that my kind mom of shopping. For the degrading kind of shopping where now I'm investing. They ha- have their finger on the pulse of where you even <laughs> get a slack and a shoe like that <laughs> at a bargain price. I always ask you how you are at the beginning of the pod and we always talk about how our week went, but I actually think that's more exciting, what you just told me. Well, that kind of tells you where my head is at right Okay, now. that's actually an insult. That was rude as hell. I 
something about being hungover is making me like a rude dude like a michelangelo yeah, like cool but rude well well maybe not cool the, well the rude is in capital letters. i look like jeffrey dahmer <laughs> right now with these glasses on too. oh my god i look like j dom with oh, my you know what? hair pulled back in other news what on the on the flip side yeah it's pizza night at my house oh shit that's so fun it's pizza night yeah, I'm excited. Oh, is that why pizza you have night's to... a big night at our house? That's why you got to be done by a certain time. I love that. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> why. I had a I had a strict out by time for Maddie. She has a hard but, out tonight, but didn't didn't give any explanation. <laughs> but that is it. Well, you know, I don't want to be one of the last pizzas of the night, and I'm sure you understand. Uh, that. Absolutely, anything post honestly post 10 and it's a toss They're up in it in. and by toss up i don't mean the dough <laughs> <laughs> and that was a full dissociation as well um i i want i want how, how are you oh how am i i'm okay uh fast food corner i got glory hole donuts this weekend which were great Ooh. Uh, oh, we we also had a mix up at the at the Foley family household. Uh, this is a great fast food corner story. So I get home uh, to my parents' house where I stayed this weekend. My dad goes, "We need to grab dinner for me, your bro, Sean's with me, and the rest of the family." I go, "Okay, fine. What should we get?" We order fajitas from Lone Star for six people, but guess what? They give it for like twenty five people. Okay, if you order for four people, <laughs> you're basically ordering for ten. If you order for six, you're ordering. My sister gave me the lowdown about this later. So I order for six people. It's plus, and then I got the chips on top of it for six people. I walked into this Lone Star to pick up my order. They go hire movers. Oh, we had to get a moving truck. They literally, they wide eyed. They go, "Are you Madeline?" And they go right this way, and they lead me to the back. Everyone else is just picking up their bags and leaving. They lead me to the back where there are two massive like browns shopping bags like you know the browns footwear shopping bags massive 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 i had to bring sean in to get them we couldn't even i couldn't even carry the two bags myself he goes careful there's a lot in that one like so embarrassing had to carry it like a child out to the car we got home there was a bit of a miscommunication (laughs) my mom had also gone for thai food because she thought she was bringing dinner home. So she brings home Thai food for like 10 people. We have Lone Star for honestly a party of 25. Like a, we could have catered a wedding with how much Lone Star fajitas we had. And so we filled the dang table like Talladega Nights. And we ate a weird mixture of Thai food and Lone Star. And my parents still have fajitas to this day. I've never seen so much food. It was like, you know, that picture of Donald Trump with all the Wendy's around him. That is literally oh. what my house looked like. But with Lone Star and lemongrass Thai food. That actually sounds so good. Could have swam in it. It's so much guac. I've never seen that much guac in my life. Okay, but I'm thrilled to hear that because... Do you not find so often you're like, this is the portion for this amount of people? You know, unless I clicked something wrong, like, I gotta say, Lone Star. Wow, shout out to Lone Star. A plus. I love that. A plus. We got so much queso dip. My sister, well, my sister ate, until my sister ate all of it, because she's a freak for queso dip. (laughs) My dad was like, don't touch that, it's for your sister. As if she's like this wild animal that like needs to be kept appeased by queso dip. (laughs) Anyways, as a birthday girl and as a severely hungover person right now, 
I'm craving a pizza and I'm more and also I'm craving a Lone Star. Wow, I've still never had Lone Star. Oh and, my god. Uh, okay, and and I thought that it might get that reaction because it's the whitest we've driven like, past one. Joel's like, Oh, I love Lone Star. I, I haven't love been it. there in so long. I guess you guys being outside of the city We're the subs, the suburbans. I never what do you what do you think I'm gonna say? I never saw hide nor hoof of a Lone Star growing up. <gasps> we, I, I knew of Montana's, which I feel like in my mind I've always equated. And Montana's is actually one of the most repugnant restaurants of all time. I, like, I'm not going to say that this happened out of Montana's, but I'm going to say this did happen out of Shantana's, where <laughs> my mom got a sandwich and it was full-blown blue mold. Blue mold. It's like, how do you even... Just say, just, like, how do you even serve that, bro? Like, some type of meat had full blown. No, turned the blue. bread was blue. It wasn't even in the sandwich. It was on top of. Are you the sure bread. it wasn't a themed night? Well, if the theme was <laughs> rotten food. <laughs> okay, I remember. This is why I freaking hated Montana's. Aside from the fact that the food was shit. Was that the on atmosphere. your birthday? Oh, well, the atmosphere is terrible. <laughs> on your birthday, they would come over and put a, sort of like a Viking hat. Oh my god, that's not even that's not even with theme. Humiliate you. I, I know, and that's why it gave me pause for a second because I'm saying, well, that's not really in the same vein as a as a Southern Saloon, Montana's Vikings. That's a whole other era. Anyway, whatever. They're sticking one of those freaking hats with two bullhorns coming out that. of it on your head. They're making you spin it in front of the whole oh, restaurant. You're god. 11. You're embarrassed as fuck. Oh my god. And then you're winning maybe a free dessert. Barely though because I feel like I feel like it was worms and dirt, which I did love as a kid. Oh, okay, I loved that I lo- dessert. I know me too, me too, me too, and I would still That's fun as hell. And an adult one I'd eat now, but I also feel like I also feel like money-wise those are probably 75 cents Grow to up. make. Grow up. Give me a better dessert. Give me a Billy Minor pie. I've never had that. Oh, you've never been to the keg, bro. Oh what? my god. What? Did you just say I've never been to the keg? Is it you that's never been to the keg? I want to wring your neck right well, now. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. The keg is a part of my heritage. Well, if you knew, uh, but uh, if you don't know what a Billy Minor Pie is, then you actually never have because been to the keg. I would get caramel crunch cake oh from the keg. Oh my God. Okay. That doesn't even sound like a real keg thing. Ask anyone. And, Ask anyone. And, We're fighting. Ask anyone. It was at the keg. Ask anyone. Is at the keg. Ask anyone, and, and a Billy Minor pie is a staple of the keg. It is there all year round. It is not a seasonal cake, probably like a caramel crunch cake you're speaking well, of. I, <laughs> oh, I, I know would it's get seasonal. also an apple crumble. Oh my God, you're pulling this out of your ass now. There's apple crumble <laughs> on every menu. You sound like someone who's never been to the keg guessing what's on the menu. Yeah, I got a steak uh, okay. and a salad. We, we were. We were. <laughs> they always bring waters to the table. Uh, we were. They have in chairs. A before, but now we are. You know what? When I'm hungover and I'm cool but rude and like a uh, party dude, Michelangelo, better watch out. Because I'm going to call This is exactly it- why I don't drink. I'm gonna call. <laughs> I'm gonna call you on your B- on your BS. I'm not gonna let it slide this episode. Just kidding, okay, I so am because you're my best friend. A- wow, 
Okay, the only reason I paused <laughs> was in retaliation of what you'd been doing thus far. I'm really um, throwing you for a loop. Ditto. Uh, so we're going to have a good cop, bad cop. I think it'll be playful. I think it'll be fun and sexy and flirty. I don't know. I think the Ooh, I, I think people will like okay. it. I'm 29 now, whatever. And I puked up a bottle of rosé. So, I mean. And I have zit stickers on my face, so. Well, I had a zit sticker on my armpit this weekend because I had an ingrown so, that, you know. And it, that's 29. Uh, and th- it moved. It moved. So boy meets world. That's what we're doing this week. For those of you that guessed solely by the close-up picture of the globe that I put in our Instagram story, good on ya. Good freaking on ya. Started in 1993. Ran to 2000. Then it ran syndicated 2000 to 2000 to 2007. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. What's what's syndicated again? Okay. And I really hate that you asked me because now I do have to do a Google. I am 95% Does sure. Does it mean another network picked it up? I am 95% sure syndicated means reruns. Oh. So. Uh, I swear we knew them it's longer bought, than seven years. It's, practice of leasing them. it's bought by a. This is what I think I believe it to be. It is bought by another broadcasting thing. It's syndicated. It's no longer live. It's no longer owned by the whoever's broadcasting it weekly the show ends we buy the show from you and we can show reruns on our channel and if that's not right um that's okay and that's totally fine and please (laughs) let me know because boy meets world uh we watched the pilot episode this week we watched season one episode one which it doesn't really give the bmw flavor actually that i was looking for i don't know i missed the topanga you know, I mean, uh, well, there's a I lot could, missing. Okay. It's like a Brooke Davis Especi- missing from One Tree Hill. Especially since, I mean, I don't know. I'll just say this up top. So the theme of the episode is love okay. and how Corey doesn't doesn't think it's important. Were you not waiting for, for a, a Topanga, reveal yeah. of Topanga showing up? Here's everybody, a new student. The new student. Yeah. Topanga. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then yeah. Corey gets it. I think you're saying that he gets a boner. <laughs> uh, yes, I definitely was. It, it is interesting. We were focusing on romantic love right out the gate. That kind of feels like a theme maybe for an episode seven, an episode eight. Well, I wrote, why are we even talking about love? These kids are babies. He's a child. Could you even believe they were 11? Uh, no, absolutely not. I was like, they these are eight-year-olds. Sure. And even when they talked about going to buy scalped tickets from the game, I was like, who's taking you? Like, with who? <laughs> I wouldn't even let you straight up cross the street alone, uh, to be frank. Like, I wouldn't. <laughs> you, could, you could take your bike to the park where I can see you. But that's it. But that's it. Like you're not. Yeah, they were. They were miniature. <laughs> so let's just dive into some fun facts. Um, because this was a shorter app, I've got so I've got some fun facts. Uh, keep in mind, I was wearing sunglasses indoors today. Like I, again, a freaking influencer, like in a hype house. <laughs> like I'm drinking and like getting crunk or whatever about it. <laughs> Except it's Lola. It's a full bottle of Lola because it's like juice. Here's the first fun fact. So in the first three episodes of the show, Corey has a second friend in addition to Sean. Like that little kid that was sitting there that I literally didn't even IMDB because he was just nothing to me. The show was originally supposed to feature Corey's friends as like a group. There was going to be three or four of them rather than just Sean and Corey. So the showrunners 
keep rotating in new friends as some of them get stale. But the characters never stuck except Sean. So the cast started calling that chair where the little nerd sat the death chair because those actors always got cut from the show and never returned. That makes so much sense to me because I definitely wrote, I do not remember this mushroom kid being no. such an integral part. And they were featuring him like he was going to have a whole story. And I was like, oh, get out of well, here. Well, he seemed bigger than Sean he's bigger than Sean larger than life Hmm. and so that was supposed to be what was happening but the showrunners were just like these kids suck they loved Sean like they (laughs) loved him so much okay second fact Topanga Topanga is named after the Topanga Canyon because when the person was driving I guess it was like a producer someone called them and was like we need the character to have a name and he was driving through the Topanga Canyon And so the joke goes, he says, all right, Topanga. And then he goes, if it had been a little longer, her name would have been blah, 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 whatever the next canyon is. I don't get that joke. So the joke is the man is driving and he sees Topanga Canyon and he says, if the person had called me 15 minutes later, her name would have been cayuga or like whatever the fuck the next canyon over oh, that's it. funny so i'm reading that and i'm getting in stitches and i'm pissing myself laughing <laughs> okay number three sean aka Ryder. his name is Ryder strong okay that was back I saw that, today. that was back when people had star power that's when names had <laughs> because um cory's name is ben's ben savage mm-hmm. okay brother of fred savage okay i did not know that Ryder strong apparently hated his hair his infamous mcdonald's m sean hair in this apparently he hated his hair and they forced him to have mcdonald's m they forced him to have mcdonald's m but he naturally has a curl apparently like he's got a little bit of a wavy curl to his hair wait so they were straightening his hair I'm picturing them putting his hair on an ironing board. Number four. Well, this isn't really a... This is when I went to IMDb for the trivia. And the IMDb trivia is like just absolutely trash like in comparison. So the I, here's one fact from IMDb trivia. Mr. Feeney is exactly the same in real life. He's always passing down nuggets of wisdom. Like sick, bro. That's the dumbest trivia ever. Why did I write it down? I don't know i thought it would be a good talking point for us but i can't really picture that man doing anything else tbh so that's not shocking to me well it's also like kind of rude as hell to that actor totally like he's not even acting like he worked on this show for so long bro he thought it was a documentary <laughs> <laughs> i just did a spit take <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like half I'm the so... time he didn't even know when the cameras were rolling. <laughs> Love Mr. Feeney. I'm, I'm a, a Feeney head. head. I'm Team Feeney. Team Edward, Team Jacob, and Team Feeney. <laughs> I'm Team Feeney. In this pilot, though, he's stiff as a board, light as a feather, stiff as a board, like every pilot is. Totally. It's um very hollow literally nothing happens i don't whatsoever. know yeah i don't know how this pilot got picked up to be frank but you know we could really say that about everything and then it grew into such a great loving me watching all the time show oh i loved 
BMW. Me too. On like a okay, on like an October night, like when the Halloween specials of a BMW oh, were playing. Okay, I have chills. The Scream episode where Sean is plays. Oh, I just I love I love it. I love it. Love or like even just like in November when you're doing like your coloring homework or some shit. You're coloring in the map of Canada. You don't know what you're learning, but BMW's playing. Oof, love that. Oh my god, you say fall night at home watching fall TV. Night at home. I'm saying mom made tomato soup and Ugh. grilled cheese sandwiches. Hey, you know what? I'm going downstairs and making that after this. <laughs> How fucking good does that, that sound? That sounds so good. I could cry. And uh, I love, 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 love. I love Eric. I love sean oh I, okay i had a huge crush on same Eric. here oh my god like and who was his friend that was in the the hot girl that <laughs> that was in the hot girl? oh this retirement home corner okay the <laughs> hot chick the hot chick the red-haired girl no 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 anna ferris uh fuck my life oh anna ferris and I'm rob rob schneider are in a movie called the hot chick uh, and rachel mcadams is in it and her boyfriend is in this movie fuck <laughs> this really is retirement corner <laughs> i think he plays the roommate jack oh my god in college day who is roommate jack <laughs> i can't put a face to the name like i'm having my brain okay. i can actually feel it trying to work i'm also having to pull up okay the interwebs i wrote so i, I wrote roommate jack and i got room jack and now i'm looking at brie larson acting her ass off okay stuff is coming back to me isn't jack supposed to be eric's sean's, sean's brother brother and it's um one of those other famous brothers okay there's a web series and a film series called jack hunter which i'm having to look past right now matthew lawrence Lawrence, there we go and those are famous brothers that was like the original jonas yes okay now i have to look up the oj brothers (laughs) okay and now this is just a podcast where this is where use google the whole time okay okay all right i've got it oh my god joey lawrence i've got it Jack, Hun- Jack Hunter, <laughs> a.k.a. Matthew Lawrence, is Sean's paternal half-brother and very different from him. He grew up in a wealthy step family at New York City. Okay, at New York at- City. <laughs> 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 and it does say that. Jack has money, works out, and has experienced relatively little difficulty in his life. Besides Sean, Jack has one maternal half-sister at home. Okay, so he's the rich boy brother that comes to college with them. I was obsessed with him, Matthew Lawrence. Okay, Sam and what was the I other like... show that he was in? Brotherly love with. Okay, with all the brothers. With all the brothers. Oh my god! Did they work at a garage or something? They worked at a garage. They worked at a car. Oh, okay, but they're god. Little brother was so cute. Brotherly love. It's all the brothers. It's. Joey Lawrence, Andrew Lawrence, Matthew Lawrence. What's the synopsis? Brotherly Love is 95 to 97. Ooh, not great. Okay, okay, this is so funny. So I'm looking up pictures from Brotherly Love, and um, it goes, the Lawrence boys are back, and we're definitely feeling the brotherly love. And then you see the three of them, 
they're dressed like they are in the time of oh, like no. gold prospectors. Oh, okay. Like one of them has like, like when you go to Wonderland and take those pictures in black and white. <laughs> yes, yes. So they have like beige fringe coats on. Um, <laughs> what the little fuck? Hank hats. One of them is wearing. One of them is wearing one of those raccoon okay. hats. <laughs> so Matt Lawrence was a big crush that I had from BMW. Fun fact for you. In BMW, Stanford from S in the City plays three different random roles at just different random episodes. And he's the one who marries, spoiler alert, massive spoiler alert, cover your ears, Topanga and Corey at the end. (laughs) Oh, okay. As the, okay. If anyone was planning on watching all seven seasons or eight seasons of Boy Meets World and they were planning on just starting that, I did just do a bit of a spoiler (laughs) for you there. The other one is that Sean, I'm obsessed with Ryder. He's my favorite, wanted to go to college. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I think because he's cool but rude. And I'm kind of vibing with that energy right now. He wanted to go to college, IRL. He wanted to go to Columbia to get an English degree, which is like, I don't know. Don't bother. (laughs) As Maddie and I can attest. As someone with a minor in English. Yeah. I'm sitting on a broken chair. So he, they said, please don't quit. Please don't quit. And so he went to college at Columbia during the day and then would act in all of his scenes at night. This makes me think of Becky from Roseanne leaving to go to school. Can you fathom mm-hmm. <laughs> a world where you are on a famous television show? You're making TV money. Yeah. And you willingly want to leave Well, to go to university. Two things I'll say. Sean... He wanted to be a boy who met the world. And when you've been doing something, (laughs) (laughs) when you've been doing something for that long, I can see it get taxing and boring, TBH. But the second thing I'll say is this freaks me the hell out. What do these children know that I don't? All of these children that get successful and then quit. What do they know that I don't? Oh, you're saying, I'm saying when you yes, finally break get through it. the glass. Yeah. yeah. 50, uh, yeah. you're going to finally know it. Then I'm going to go leave. back to school. Okay, so let's dive into our chronological rundown of Boy Meets World. So the credits start, and it is not the credits I was expecting. They are not having fun in a car driving around and the world is around them. These opening credits are... Actually, sorry, we have a cold open. We don't even get credits yet. We get a cold open. Let, let me let me open it do, for do you. Do you know the sound? <laughs> and then it goes into the Humpty Dumpty circus sound. It's like... It sounds like the Home Alone, like... The robbers are intruding, like, down, 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 down. So Humpty Dumpty. It plays nine million times in this short 27-minute episode. Okay, I don't know about you, but when I close my eyes, all I can hear is Mr. Feeney saying, Mr. Matthews. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Mr. Matthews. See... Yeah, that's very clear to me. Was this your experience? I was watching it on TV. I wasn't even watching it on my phone or on the computer. You didn't understand it. I understood. Okay, I didn't under- I didn't understand <laughs> the astronaut drink joke. Oh, okay. 
didn't get that okay. either. <laughs> um, like, okay, so he's drinking coffee, I think. Well, is it instant coffee? Okay. I think okay. it might have been Tang. Okay, so it's a joke about him drinking a powdered A powdered vitamin, drink. like a Tang with vitamin, right. okay. I believe. Because I did have to rewind and zoom in on it. And it does look like a little pouch with a faux thing. Right. But from afar, it does look like coffee. And I don't know if if a Tang vitamin drink was that common back then. Because now, it would be a weird thing. If you worked as a writer or in production of... BMW, let us know what was that better. If you have stock in Tang, let us know. Was it Tang? No. It starts playing, and I'm saying, holy hell, was it always this blurry? Oh, or, no. It's... Or my eyes fucked? Buddy, I'm telling you, like, watching It was stuff, smudged as yeah, hell. Yeah, it might as well have been a picture book. Like, it's so <laughs> blurry. You know those commercials where they put, like, they take the glasses off and the person can finally see the world? That's what it feels like you're watching. Oh, mad drunk driving. Oh, or those ones actually too. Yeah, oh, those commercials were. Okay. As a kid, <laughs> I ran out of they the were, room. Okay, they were scary, but also I didn't understand them either because I was like, we'll "Take the glasses off the are car." Are they drinking <laughs> in the car and putting the glasses up as on they the finish them? And the, and the windshield. We'll just move the cops. Is getting obscured. <laughs> I hated that um, one because you no, you don't even hear anything. You just hear a car swerve. Scary as hell to me as a kid. Extremely gruesome. The, yeah. the other one that scared the goddamn bejesus helling frick out of me is the <laughs> worker safety one where the girl's walking with the giant hot pot of boiling water and she goes, I'm about to have a workplace accident. It wasn't my fault because blah, blah, blah. I should have known better, but blah, blah, blah. They didn't clean the floors. She slips. They literally show her face like burning off and she's screaming <laughs> on the floor. I've never seen that. Oh one. my God. Well, do you, you know what? That's actually a good thing because I think it's actually kind of fucked me up. So we get a joke a back and forth about of astronaut drink and I was already lost and I was going, oh no. I see the boys. We see the boys. We see Sean. We see Corey and we see random boy. Mushroom. Mushroom boy. Mushroom. They are children. They are so much younger. I was looking at this and I was feeling like a goddamn pedophile for having a crush on them when I was their <laughs> age. Don't think I ever had a crush on on that generation. I was solely an Eric and Jack kind of gal. Okay, you are always into college guys. Whatever. Sorry. I liked Sean. Uh, I liked Sean. I never a lot. liked Sean interesting i don't know why why didn't you like it well he's from the wrong side of the tracks so i thought you'd be into that i know you would think so um i don't know maybe it was the mcdonald's m yeah i i didn't like his general demeanor i'll be real i actually don't even know if it was a crush as it was more of a danny zuko situation for me where i wanted to be sean okay like i kind of thought he was cool like you're saying you hate him for his demeanor and i'm saying i think i wanted to model my demeanor off of him. <laughs> <laughs> like i just thought he was funny like always had zingers like kind of badass and mysterious as hell and like See, i thought Corey was funny as hell i thought Corey was like 
I think I ended up a Corey, but I wanted to be a Sean. Do you know what I mean? Because Corey, yeah. Corey goes on rants a lot, which like sometimes you're like, okay, Corey, where is this going, bud? Wrap it up. Okay, but that's you or me. That's me. That's what I'm saying. And that's what I've completely right. turned into. I know that I learned to love Corey, but Corey was not an initial love for me. Initially, I'm going, get this fool out of here. Yeah, I could understand that. He's kind of like the boy who... He's like the boy that you end up with, but you're like, I want the bad boy. Yeah. Like he's your friend for sure, for sure, for sure. He friends him. Mm. He friends own material. I see a Sunny D bottle on the counter and I lose my mind. Did you ever drink Sunny D? I've had, but we weren't a Sunny D household. You were five like alive? It was something I'd ha- whatever fruit punch uh, juice box. Oh, situation. minute made minute made fruit punch. And then if there was like actual juice, it it was just a classic OJ. Wow, we were a connoisseur of juices family. Whoa. We're trying new ones. We're getting all the minute made flavors. Uh, hated the new fruit punch though. That always made me so upset uh, with the pineapple in it. But we went through a hard sunny D phase, and <laughs> like you through our basement where we would all sit and game N64 us and the neighborhood kids. You couldn't walk without kicking a sunny D bottle. We were addicts at one point. Like you're you're getting a sunny D in your lunch. Mm, yeah for like a year I was getting an SD in my lunch and then I think like the FDA came out being like and then it was like okay maybe we'll go back to Minute Maid also Minute Maid was easier to carry because Sunny D was in little plastic bottles so it you you did have to carry the case in so I think my parents probably preferred having the (laughs) traditional juice box I you know okay this is whatever but did you ever use that thing with like bottles where you would suck them in and get them stuck on your face and like move it around and then get scared because you it wouldn't come off yeah it was definitely like a novelty thing with like making your lips go like yes big. yes yes i used to do that with sunny d bottles like that is such a vivid and it would fucking rip your mouth okay so <laughs> the boys are chatting at the table we've got sean Corey mushroom we have another joke here that i did not understand he goes how late did you stay up last night oh, okay i got it <sighs> They're talking about SNL. I fucking right? got it now. They go, how late did you stay up last night? And it's like, did you? Yes. Yes. Okay. I get it. They're talking about. Okay, it's references to different segments of SNL. And they go, you? And he goes, monologue, first guest, bad sketch, funny zoo animal, Steve Lawrence. And he goes, Steve Lawrence, because he didn't stay up to see Steve Lawrence. Okay. I get it now. Just needed to talk through that one, folks. I'm also loving all their outfits. Like, I'd literally wear any of those. Corey's plaid thing with the gray hoodie. Yeah. Do you love that? What do you. I never had that. I think I was more hung up on their, like, um, patterned boxy t shirts. Oh, I do love a patterned yeah, boxy t shirt. Okay. Corey is so plaid. Sort it's like a plaid vest with arms affixed a to different it and color like a hood. and a hood yes yeah. i i did do a docudrama a few years ago when i was a non-union actor and i did wear i i think to god on god as the kids say that mm-hmm. exact sweater 
as my character. Um, so check me out in a docudrama. That kind of suits your style, actually. Oh, it was, I loved it. I was like, can I take this home? They were like, absolutely not. Uh, it's wardrobe. <laughs> and I was like, okay, thanks for having me. Okay, we do then get the intro to the plot, which isn't the boys driving in a car. It's graphics flying around Corey's head. The music is terrible. It sounds like... It's so... It sounds like a... It sounds like Zoo Tycoon like or something. scary episode of, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Or, like, like it's so eerie and, like... But it's, like, it's like synthy. It's, like, math circus, like, evil math circus. Yes, like, Halloween like at, math circus. Okay. And also, it's, um, it's very Olsen's at the Louvre. It's the Olsen's at the Louvre. It's O at the L. And honestly, I was bummed because I freaking love the song from the from the other intro. The bar meets world, bar meets world. <laughs> um, yeah, I absolutely love it. I don't it. want this friggin' circus. These little graphics flying around Corey's head. It's also like there's also things like cars flying around to his head. I'm like. Sorry, he is eight years old. It should be like <laughs> diapers. <laughs> uh, we do get a quick Lee Norris, like he's going to be in it. And it's Minkus. I I did a little, oh, he's, he's coming, but he's not in it. Um, so Mr. Feeney is teaching them about Romeo and Juliet and teaching them about romantic love. This is the stuff pilots are made of, kids. I don't know why we're talking about romance gags of like with the fake knife i don't know he's trying to teach them about i truly am like what do we even talk about during this episode because well, we can't make fun of kids that well well we've done it before before but the I, i'm more saying literally nothing happens yeah it's pretty it's like well a, yeah a day in the life of a school kid slice of life though back in the 90s was massive yeah everybody wanted to forget about the you know oil crisis <laughs> well, i don't know what was happening in the night the gulf war no black black monday everyone wanted to forget about all the you know serial killers and stuff and they just wanted to go home and have a slice of life and just see right. they just wanted to watch Corey go through his day it's also been a long time since i watched something with a laugh track was that throwing you off? Because that was kind of making me ass to my ass. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't loving it. I mean, the whole thing was kind of unsettling. Like, I don't remember his relationship with Feeney being so antagonistic at first. Yeah. D- okay, you agree. I think they soften him. Oh, over well, time. you got to start them. You got to start them the furthest apart from where they're going to end up. That's the character's journey. Feeney does have some good gags in this episode. Feeney's got gags. FGG. No one's disputing that Feeney has gags, but he is very stern in this episode. Like how passionate and intent he is on teaching them the value of, Rome, of, love? of Literally alludes to sex at one point. <laughs> okay. Uh, this was throwing me. Well, the- I was like, something's going on in his personal life and he's bringing it to Okay, work. well... His passion for teaching R and J, Romeo and Juliet, to children that are like I remember in grade ten, and this is probably because I went to Catholic school, but they were like the curriculum doesn't want you learning Romeo and Juliet even because it's got mature blah blah. It's like okay, so we can learn about like Macbeth, like murder, but we can't learn about 
like full-blown sex love so i'm thinking as a catholic gal uh what the hell are these grade threes doing learning (laughs) romeo and juliet like could they even read it like i honestly without cliff's notes i couldn't read shakespeare right now yeah that was a lifesaver for sure so i can't imagine a third grade I don't even think I think we were still learning fractions I don't think we could have conceptualized (laughs) the deep love and Shakespearean language like I guess they are technically in grade six what but even still because they're 11 okay I'm forgetting kids age I'm forgetting what an 11 year old is yeah so 11 is like grade five I mean like do you start school at 11 like (laughs) but even still it's like he's not even teaching about literature like the the, and this is an example of a metaphor it's like i need you to understand that sexual (laughs) romantic love is crucial i'm like i do not remember this being a lesson like boy is certainly meeting world in this episode for <laughs> diving right into sex um the other thing too is so we get home and we meet eric and eric is like Corey, buddy i know i was gonna take you to the baseball game but i'm actually gonna take this girl on a date instead and the lesson we're supposed to learn from that is that Corey needs to chill the fuck out about it i'm like absolutely not i would be making a stink of course i'd be moving into the treehouse or the neighbor's backyard (laughs) with my oreos i would be freaking if my parents took their side too are you fucking kidding me i would be throwing rocks through the fucking windows i could not agree more it's um it's obscene that he does this it's not about choosing your girlfriend over it's, it's the, the principle, principle behind it's act. the principle be a man of your word <laughs> if a friend did this to me it would be the same reaction you do not <laughs> promise me something and take it away when something better comes along truly and the fact that the parents reinforce this behavior is so crazy and they're not even they're not even okay. they're literally not even understanding they, he, go, he goes downstairs he goes this Corey comes down he freaks out he's like, rightfully he's fucking taking this chick instead of me mom runs over so excited she's like oh my god eric, eric. she said yes it's like what is with all the adults in this episode pushing sex and romance they're so literally much. she couldn't be happier that her son maybe is gonna get laid on this baseball date and not and not bringing the little one anymore like she's so so happy about it as if a parent wouldn't be like what the you fuck? said you're no, gonna you bring said your brother you would get this other kid out of the house <laughs> yeah then on top of that he cory like goes on these rants like i think we're supposed to be like cory come on buddy you gotta chill and i'm agreeing with every single word he's saying Sam, like i'm on his side i'm getting riled i'm getting so mad your partner just called mr feeney mr finney <laughs> he said isn't that the show with mr finney <laughs> oh my god okay I was so-, <laughs> so Corey gets detention because he's listening to the baseball game inside but then the kids then the kids go back and they this is when they plan to that Corey ditches detention and they go watch the game but and then that's when they talk about scalping and i go you're eight. <laughs> oh, I said, you know, I wasn't even allowed to the to the peanut plaza when and I was 15 or 16. Quick point. You know, these small sets with, that they have for the lunchroom, which only has like four tables in it. Yeah. Does it bum you out? Kind of and make you sad about like 
how little it is? Uh, no. Because I always like wanted always always even as a kid I oh. I always wanted a massive like lunchroom that I could like go table to table like flirt with people like food fight like have a big like <laughs> massive lunchroom huge as hell and I hated small little lunchrooms in these sitcoms that were clearly like two tables. Oh, I thought it was quaint. I liked. It. Well, a lunchroom should never be quaint, and that's rude, dude, Maddie here to say. Speaking of cute, the sister. <laughs> The baby sister. Oh, I know. She's so sweet. Oh, my God. She's so cute. This show was actually kind of brutal to some of these actors because she gets cut and a new actress comes in. And then they go, Morgan, where have you been? And she was like, that's the longest timeout I've ever had. Laugh track. Roseanne did that. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't love it. We're not laughing along with you. We miss the we miss baby Morgan. We miss (laughs) like it's I don't know why they do that, but they were ruthless with like cutting some of these characters. It's kind of wild, actually. Corey moves into the treehouse because his whole family abandons him, even though he's full blown in the right. And this is when he spies on Mr. Feeney. He sees Mr. Feeney set two tables and then he gets a phone call sad 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 and then he has to take away one table and i'm lmaoing at this oh i laugh okay you're a sick I, sick bro, monster I, like a serial killer i am laughing my ass off i'm literally crying it's at so the sight funny. of mr feeney having to put away one of <laughs> these settings it's at his so, candlelight dinner it, you know what's so funny maybe it's so sad that it's funny because it's like he has all the accoutrement out like all of the like silver like candlesticks okay it's making me howl buddy and okay honestly maddie you can never drink again. I, okay, because I've turned different. This hungover Maddie is a ruthless, heartless. I thought for sure you were also going to be with me where it's like, I have a tear to my eye seeing him sadly blow out the candle, take away one of the place settings. Buddy, I'm turning my hat backwards and I'm going, Mr. <laughs> Feeney, you got pwned. I'm laughing. Oh. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. I don't know why. I don't know what was funny about it. I think it was just maybe like the fact that he had such like a perfect eyesight into his like kitchen. I don't know. But I'm laughing my A off. I think we need to get you that sociopath test. No, no. I actually think that's one of I'm gonna the fail it. questions on the sociopath test. <laughs> they show you that scene. <laughs> and they're like, what? Then it's a memory test. And they also start to show you that scene. They go, what color was his suit that he was wearing? (laughs) (laughs) The always brown. Uh, The only thing that was like mildly amusing about that scene was Corey simultaneously (laughs) eating his chicken piece in the treehouse in tandem. No, buddy, I'm laughing at Mr. Feeney. I think because he's been a dick the whole episode. (laughs) Okay, so we get a joke made by Corey later on where he's going into the house to get underwear and he goes, the mom comes up, she goes, put your hands up. Those are my son's underwear. And he goes, mom, it's me. And she goes, are you sure? And he goes, who else would want my underwear? And I'm going, woof, woof. Maddie, live production. (laughs) Okay, same. I found this quote unquote joke <laughs> very sinister i didn't like this scene at all it came right 
from the writers and I'm going okay somebody's leakage it seems like it seems like one of the writers is like trying to get caught do you know what I mean like in there <laughs> you know when someone oh. when like the BTK like he sent the letter like trying to get He's caught like, I just it. wanted to get caught. yeah that's why I think these writers put in these perv jokes and they're like catch me catch me if you can after his mom makes a sinister joke about going through his underwear drawer they have this little sit down heart to heart chat about priorities and basically how she's like you know one day when you're his age you're gonna understand why girls are more important and basically it's like sitting right no because it's why why is his bad thing with these parents is there a shortage of human population that all of these parents are having to push for their kids to have sex yeah yeah well you know what that's actually a really cool idea for a tv series your brother's date is way more important than him his romantic date where he could get laid is way more important than him keeping his promise to you his little brother number one and number two don't forget that you also did this to your father it's like what like and she's like yeah when you grew up and stopped wanting to play catch with him yeah you did the same thing bitch it's like what the (laughs) fuck victim blaming this This analogy is so off base this is not the same thing a parent has different responsibilities to a child romantic love and familial love (laughs) these lines should not be being crossed (laughs) like this it's too weird mr feeney going okay well this goes to the detention scene where mr feeney literally says mr matthews romantic love is the most important thing in it in in life because your parents when i look over your fence every day it's like okay firstly bro why are you looking into our house every day and then he's like when i look into your house i see a family unit based on love but do you know what it was come from two people came together and they decided that their love it's like why are you talking about my parents fucking (laughs) in detention like as if also that's gonna help me in my lesson of forgiving my brother for not taking me to a baseball game like how are these things connecting because your parents fucked and your family loves each other you've got to forgive your brother for not taking so you to the he, baseball game because, because so that, so that he, he, he can <laughs> have his own family he can fuck and then have his own family of love that you can look over the fence in every day on <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the hell i know this whole episode is a woof of <laughs> mad live this is literally how you grow to grow a so to grow a sociopath is to cross these little wires get them all mixed up about what love is it's just wild and then eric comes back and he's like he like comes in he's like the date was amazing but i wasn't those two things are incongruent anyways i guess Corey forgives his bro and then he goes and plays tea party with his sister okay question essay did you ever play tea party you know i was an only child well you can play with ghosts you can play with stuffies <laughs> okay did she not did i see this right she tosses he the says, stuffy yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay he goes can't wait you call them stuffies i've literally never called them stuffies and i just <laughs> started to like 10 seconds ago and i don't know why 
Okay, because it just gave you a whole other like no identity I know. in my mind. I actually think I was like kind of doing it on purpose. You like were testing. Yeah, it yeah, out? yeah, yeah. I wanted. Oh, to, you're trying to bait me. I wanted to see if like you would be like, yeah, they're called stuffies. Oh, like oh I, wow. So you were trying to. This was, was actually test- a case of entrapment. <laughs> Your Honor. Your Honor, she was coercing me into a confession I'm actually, of calling animals stuffies. I'm actually freaked out. I have a candle burning right now, and I'm afraid that a demon has got inside my brain. And it's a demon that's only trait is that it calls plushed stuffed animals stuffies. <laughs> I never played tea party. I uh, never found the fun in it. Why drink from little cups when I've got the big cups downstairs that I can crawl up on the counter and get? Uh, I'm not feeding Sunny D to my stuffed animals. They don't deserve it. It's a waste of a Sunny D. It's a huge waste. <laughs> not that we needed to ration it in our house. It was like flowed like water in our house for a bit, but never wanted my stuffed animals to be real. Only wanted them. Oh, of course. Yeah, only wanted them. Never sentient. Always plush. Oh, see, I actually, I wanted sentient. See, <sighs> sentient freaked me out because... Then you got a bunch of, of audience members in your room. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, do, do you mean audience members or do you mean witnesses? <laughs> <laughs> Criminal oh, <God>. witnesses. <laughs> I've told you this story and I have a video about it, but I anytime I would make my um my Barbies have sex or my Polly Pockets <laughs> or my Playmobil. Uh, I would leave the room. Right. And I, in in grade two, we had to make a prayer shrine in our corner, hashtag Catholic school, and I would put a towel over the prayer corner before I would like this bro this is deep seated before and then I would put the Barbies on top of each other and put them in the bed because that's the only place you could have sex and then I would leave the room and wait for them to finish. (laughs) Isn't that fucked? Like, should I see a should I see a child psychologist now? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, isn't this kind of supposed to be like the end, the moral of the story before the post credits scene? Oh, you're talking about the tea party. How does that? Yeah. How does that? Because it actually goes against the the lesson that they are trying to teach us the whole time. Because what was the lesson? He actually chooses his sister. I don't want to play tea party, but I'm still going to because she's my little sister. Romantic love. This whole, <laughs> this whole episode has been about if something comes along that's romantic, resembles love. romantic love, ditch it. Why are you confused? Ditch it. Okay. <laughs> God. Okay. Well, honestly, and what's and sorry, this, sorry, what's confusing to you about that? Wait, but this last scene, am I psycho to think there was some sort of weird incest joke? No, I wrote that too. I wrote that too. Oh, so, okay. so, so set the scene. So, Mr. Feeney got stood up on a date. Corey witnessed it. I guess the whole lesson is that romantic love is so powerful and sexual love is so good that we should revere it above everything <laughs> and. If that means you don't get to go to baseball game with your brother, you have to forgive him and you have to be a good boy and you have to love your family. So he's sitting for lunch with her and he and he goes, oh, these lunches are OK, but what if we had dinner sometime? And you're like, oh, oh so he'd never ask. Who was that dinner set up for? And then he walks past 
This is so, this is honestly so sinister. He walks past the little boy crew hanging out at the lunch table and they've been eavesdropping on this conversation. And he kind of asides to Courtney goes, confused <laughs> okay wait 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 no he goes <laughs> oh, oh he goes, he goes sorry i forgot an integral part <laughs> he walks by <laughs> sorry sorry i have to go back he walks he, by <laughs> and he goes i remember this because i he goes you should see the lovely niçoise salad i made the other night for my sister who couldn't <laughs> make it they throw their lunches out he turns over to Corey. he goes what does he say you take it from here he goes he goes confused <laughs> and I- i'm like because just flying out of my seat because okay so there's one of two paths the first path is he was using this lesson about romantic love and knowing that Corey watched him sadly put the other plate of salad away and was playing it up for the performance oh that's that's it that would be ridiculous that would absolutely be ridiculous but that is one (laughs) of the options the other option is mr feeney is having a sexual relationship (laughs) with his sister where she did turn him down for a date and he is going to Corey and saying confused and uh, and he's like getting a kick out and of with it. The, with the way that he's been confusing romantic love with familial love this whole episode i'm frankly not surprised it, it's him <laughs> it's saying, him saying it's him saying it can actually be both <laughs> It's him saying, see, this episode wasn't confusing at all. In fact, it was quite (laughs) simple. The way, I'm sorry, parallels. Corey having a tea party with his sister. Mr. Feeney getting stood up by his sister. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. And that's 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 season one, episode one of um, Boy Meets World. And it does get so good. And I love it, love it, love it. But uh, the first episode's weak, I got to say. Weak sauce. The boy's scratching hard right now. Oh, my God. He's on his scratch pad. Teddy's making... Oh, my God. They're going crazy. Froggy's eating an illegal crunchy right now. They're bad boys. Teddy's scratching, making a bed. I have Will Smith and, <laughs> and what's his face, the bad boys here. But the, you know what? The house is comforting. I love those like nineties you know, homes. Rome wasn't Rome wasn't built in the no, day. No, Rome wasn't in built a in a day. Okay, so let's give it let's give it some ratings on a scale of one to ten. Finney's F I N N Y. How nostalgic was this for you? On the one hand, it was nostalgic because because i remember loving boy meets world so much and obviously there were elements that were reminiscent of it but at the same time it was actually kind of the it's not the most nostalgic episode yeah because it was like this is i don't remember this nothing like what i remember who is mushroom why is he there so i'm actually gonna give it a positive seven mr finney's but i'm also simultaneously going to give it a negative seven mr finney okay so we're canceling it with a zero ah mm. okay interesting i don't know what that rating means i actually don't know <laughs> if how that can be de- deciphered but i i think it's a strong choice and i respect you for it 
I'm going to give this a four for the same reason. I need my Topanga. I need my Matthew Lawrence. Uh, the college years, I think, are actually more memorable for me because I feel like that's what the reruns mostly were. Uh, okay, what about entertainment on a scale of one to ten, Mr. Finney's? Uh, I'm going to give it a five, Mr. Finney's, because there there were some gags. There's some cute stuff. But it it was also boring as hell because yeah nothing, nothing happened except someone trying to convince us that it's okay to romantically love our family uh, right yeah. except for some sort of weird uh, agenda incestuous agenda I'm also gonna give this a I'm gonna give this a, yeah I'm gonna give this like a five Mr Finney's because if this was on TV I'd probably sit and just like watch it but it's not something I'm actively searching out again on Disney Plus put it that way. I'm skipping ahead to C4, C5, mm. college years, maybe C6. Uh, and then finally, who would you recommend this rewatch for? Who's your perfect demo? You go first. Who's the perfect demo? Well, you know what? If you have just drank a bottle of Lola and then smoked a joint to your face and then ate, I know, I know. And then the next morning you wake up and you do end up going to the toilet and you are thinking like, what am I doing? Like I'm 29. Um, the perfect way to end your day is to watch, is to struggle with a Disney Plus password and trying to remember what email you signed up with and <laughs> getting frustrated, getting frustrated. You're wearing sunglasses inside and you do watch this episode with sunglasses on. That's what I'm going to recommend it for. Perfect demo. Okay, that got the gears going. Uh, you know what I'm doing? I'm recommending it to someone on a chilly fall night when they are in desperate need of a throwback, some nostalgia, some comfort, uh, some childhood memes, uh, and you've got a tomato soup on the, on the stove, a really beautiful, crispy, crispy uh, grilled cheese sandwich cooking up, that's who I'm recommending it you to. You know what? There is something to be said for watching people on TV doing nothing because... Our brains are always going, going, going. Sometimes it's nice to just watch Corey basically do nothing. And that's Boy Meets World. The, the Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. The we call life. It's what we're doing. Got a bonus thing to follow. Friends like you. And a bummy Uh That is The Sims 4 rendition of Boy Meets World. <laughs> uh, okay, so I do think I'm going to puke again, uh, number one, before I go to bed this eve. And number two, um, <laughs> follow us on social media. Uh, on Twitter, we are at 30going13. Same with Instagram. On TikTok, yeah, you know it. We are at 30going13 podcast. We have a Gmail, but you know what? Just follow our personal accounts if you want to get in touch with us. I am Maddie Foley. My Insta handle is at Madaloons. Um, Olivia Collect is at Live Collect. At Live <laughs> and we don't have a sign off for this show but we like to make one up every week based on the show and i think this week it would be the 
Okay, now do the clown part. I'm gonna vomit. Okay, we'll see you next week. We love you. Goodbye.